0: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSN.
4: Lombardi Line here on vSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the vSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi on a well deserved vacation. So, in his stead today is Josh Applebaum. Of course, Market Insights is the pod. Betting across America, the book, the everything guide to sports betting, and I'm sorry, I'm paying attention, Don, in the right hand corner here, Josh, because Rory's making a move right by you in Brookline, Mass, uh, at the U.S. Open. He's four under through 17, so he's headed to 18. We'll keep you updated there. You got a couple of guys you've never heard of. I mean, you know, almost 600 ranked David. Uh, Lingmurth, 3-under. Uh, he's in the clubhouse. And Callum Terran the Englishman, he's about 4.50 in the world. He's 3-under as well. So Rory just t- overtook those two to go 4-under, the sole lead at the U.S. Open. That's one. The theme today continues, Josh, to be Massachusetts. You're from Massachusetts. Of course, the Adams family, Massachusetts. And we've got game <laughs> six coming up tonight, Massachusetts there uh, in Boston uh, with the Boston Celtics laying three and a half, four. It's interesting how we're dancing. Up and down between that number We've seen a couple 209 and a halfs pop up As far as the total Other shops still sit in 210 And we are about 34 minutes away From first pitch Today <laughs> in Boston Rich Hill on the bump, the lefty the vet for Boston, Blackburn, who is Oakland's best pitcher. But let's be fair about what we're talking about here with Oakland. They've lost 11 of 12. They've lost 21 of 26. Their bullpen's a disaster. They can't get out of their own way. And then you've got the Red Sox, Josh, who are 18-7 and seven since May 18th. That's the best in the majors. They won 9 of 11. They're killing their opponents. They've outscored them over that last 11, 49-25. Martinez,
1: Devers, they're all raking right now. And that's why they're laying a big price. Exactly, Patrick. So again, again, if the theme is uh, the Kennedys and you know all these uh, you know Boston references, I'll take you to get a, a a Kelly's roast beef sandwich here, Patrick. That's what we're also known for in New England. But uh, we got to go Red Sox today. Not just because I'm a Sox fan, but. I like this system match here on Boston, Patrick, and you mentioned it. You know, in this series so far, Boston's been rolling. You win 6-1, to you win 10-1, to and I'm looking at the same thing today. It's an early game, but all movement toward the Red Sox here. They opened as low as around a minus 135, minus 140 favorite. They've been steamed up all the way to minus 170. That's a big, big move in favor of the Red Sox here. That kind of tells me, Patrick, you know, when it when it comes to steam and we, we joke around with it, but the whole point is, you want to get that move at the triggering number you don't want to get the worst of it but on on the one hand you want to get the best number but also when there's steam and there's no buyback there's no let up there's no you know you know hit a number and come back the other way that tells me that even though the number got higher and it got worse you know, pros are still saying, hey, there could be some value here. So I laid it with Boston in this one, Patrick. Big move in their favor. Also, you look at a good system match here, a favorite who made the playoffs last year against an opponent who missed the playoffs. It's a very simple system, but it's 263 and 138 this year, 66%, about a 7% ROI. And then as you mentioned, you know, kind of a, I typically like to buy low, sell high, bet the team that's not playing well, bet against the team that is doing well, because they tend to be overvalued. But I'm going to just knock going to outsmart myself on this one, Patrick. If the lowly Oakland A's beat me, I'll tip my cap. But they are playing, as you mentioned, terribly. They're 2 16 their last 18 games. Meanwhile, the Red Sox flip a switch, kind of like the Celtics. They're 11 2 their last 13. Boston is 5 0 against Oakland this year. Really leaning on the bats of the Red Sox. As you mentioned, Patrick, all their big hitters are getting hot right now. They're hitting 257 as a team. Oakland A's are only hitting 211. So, again, they're really struggling to put up some offense. Against a lefty, Rich Hill, Oakland's only 7-12. and 12. They're 16-36 and 36 as a dog. They struggle on the road, 14-20. and 20. So I'm going to lay with Boston here, Patrick, so we can get an early day game winner with the Sox.
4: And we'll say Rich, Rich Hill, the veteran lefty, has struggled at home, a little over 804 ERA, 671 FIP. Uh, versus a right-handed heavy lineup in the A's. Runs are expected. No surprise here. I just told you that the Red Sox have mashing, although they have cooled down over the last week or so, a little bit. uh, But 9.5 on the total is a biggie here, Josh.
1: It is. And some of these shops, I think Patrick might open at nine, got up to nine and a half. You do see some liability here to the over. I was just taking a look at the weather and you know, we were talking about the golf tournament, obviously, but it's going to be kind of, it's kind of hot today. It's about 75 degrees. The wind is blowing out about 10 to 12 miles an hour to dead center. So, you know, maybe some, uh, you know, a thought process of hitting this over, which is what sharps, it looks like they did. And again, with totals, It's a lot of those overnight lines that get hit, Patrick. You know this, you know, hitting an over nine. Now it's nine and a half. You know, you land on a 7-2 game, you push. Whereas, again, nine and a half over, you lose. So those early numbers are always meaningful. It's almost like the Cubbies where, you know, they won't even post that total at Wrigley, you know, because they're waiting on the wind and how strong it'll be in which direction. But definitely some over money coming in. We did see it rise nine and nine and a half. Wind's blowing out at 75 degrees. With that being said, though, these teams haven't been great to the over, Patrick. You have Oakland 30 and 29 to the under and the Red Sox thirty two and twenty four to the under. So again, if you got the over nine, you're feeling good. Nine and a half, it's probably a layoff for the total for me. No,
4: it's good information, Josh. Talk about openers in baseball. Did did
1: this matchup between Oakland and Boston today, did it open one thirty? It opened at a really low number. Yeah. 130, 140. And I I think, and this, I'm glad you bring this up Patrick, because, you know, to me, a lot of my systems are based on, you know, the opening number and as a better, it can be kind of difficult to figure out what the true opener was like before we had sports betting legalization, you know, book like pinnacle that was considered really the sharpest book. You know, Chris is another book or bookmaker. It's these kind of global markets, you know, the Asian market too. They get these numbers out a lot earlier because of the time zone change. So that used to be kind of your big sharp book. And again, sharp and square books are different, like these other books that you would call kind of square books, they just kind of piggyback off of whatever these other books are doing. The true sharp books are the market-setting books that are first to post the number and take in a lot of money, so you're totally right. Some of these early numbers were as low as 130, 140. Now you're seeing, obviously, the line all, all the way up to minus 170. Hey, Vinny, where'd you open Boston today?
4: Hosting Oakland. Do you know where you open that? I'm just curious, because it's all the way up to 170. I got a couple of shops up to 175, and the dis. 55-ish, okay, so not as crazy as 130. You know, we have a disproportionate it's, as far as the competition in baseball right now. You can look at it just with these heavy numbers, Josh. Oftentimes, you're going to see the $2, dollars two fifty favorites late in the year when teams have given up, but just take a look at the board today. I mean, you've got a $2 favorite, San Diego and Musgrove, who's been awesome, in Chicago. Chicago's a disaster. We get that. They've been bet up to $2 at a shop or two. You've got a huge price, Toronto hosting Baltimore behind Gosman. Uh, he's been bet up to two sixty at a shop as I'm looking right now. You've got another one, Wheeler uh, v Corbin. Corbin's a disaster. I get it, but Wheeler opened
1: on the road a $2 favorite. These numbers are disproportionate. Yeah, they really are, Patrick. So that kind of tells you, again, with chalk doing well, and I relate a lot of these systems, hockey, you know, NHL to MLB because it's a money line sport. Obviously, baseball is a little more volatile, but hockey, we went through a really chalky year where favorites were great. I think they're like 65%, something like that. Baseball, you're starting to see these favorites, and you kind of see this every year. Like if you grind baseball on a year-to-year, year-to-year basis, you see like you know early April, May, you see a lot of dogs bark. It's just you know everyone's kind of optimistic, everyone's healthy. You see you know some of these upset opportunities. Yet later in the year, chalk tends to kind of take over. And as of right now, Patrick, if you look at these favorites, uh, they're profitable on the year. It's crazy, but five seventy-six and three sixty-seven, you're only up about five units, but you are positive about a sixty-two percent win rate with just favorites in general. But really the isolating thing to make it even better are these road favorites. The road favorites are much better than at home. And to your point, Patrick, to me, my kind of magic number in baseball is I'll be willing to go up to around minus 200, but I'm not going to lay anything really above minus 200 on a favorite. You're better off, you know, maybe going run line or just laying off because, you know, when you're winning at, you know, winning on these big uh, favorites, obviously that's great. You're expected to win, but because you got to risk so much, you're really not getting much on the buyback. And when you lose, you know, you're losing uh, more, or if you're a flat better, you're losing your one unit. My whole point being, Isolate some of these shorter favorites. That's what I would do. And road favorites as well.
4: That's a great point, Josh. By the way, Rory, his first bogey of the day on 18 drops a shot. So he goes to the clubhouse amongst the leaders there at three under U.S. Open. That ongoing as we speak. I'm waiting for a new batch of comprehensive run line data. Because back in the day, I know there was a wonderful study uh, done as far as whether or not to lay it, whether or not to take the run and a half in Major League Baseball. I know a lot of sharp bettors that are starting to get more and more involved in laying the run and a half and taking, obviously, if you can get the plus plus, the plus one and a half, and the plus money. I know the bettors philosophically do take it. I think I'm a little bit conditioned just because my mentor growing up and I'm 13, 14 getting into betting, he would just tell me incessantly, lay off the run line, lay off the puck line. Find value elsewhere, Josh. But again, a lot of sh- look. New betters are always going to bet run lines. They're going to bet puck lines because they see that they see the plus, and it makes a lot of sense to them. But there are teams like, for example, the Braves, who have rattled off 14 straight wins, eight straight of those on the run line as well.
1: Yeah, it's a great point, Patrick. And you know, I think you know your mentor there makes a lot of sense because you know when you're when you're going run line, the most frustrating thing is always when you take a favorite minus one and a half at a better number and they win the game by one run. It's like you know why didn't I just go money line there? That can be something that can really frustrate a lot of betters, obviously. But I think you got to pick your spots here. I'm not like you know pro you know against run line and, and pro money line. I think you got to take each game individually. And I was just thinking exactly like you said, the Atlanta Braves. Bet them on the run line a little bit earlier this week, and I think pick your spots like a really good Braves team playing great against Washington, who struggled a ton. You know, instead of laying a minus two hundred, a two fifty, to me, that's when you look toward maybe going run line there. But again, I don't think you can have a blanket, stat- blanket statement of you know run line every favorite that's over two hundred. I think you pick your spots. You can you know find some value there. But again, every time you you take a minus one and a half, they win by one, you kick yourself and you're like, man, why didn't I just pay a little more to just win the game? You know, I it, just. For betters, just to understand, you know, DraftKings just went over a dollar eighty
4: on Boston. You heard they opened fifty-five, a dollar fifty-five here at the South Point. So my assumption is I can tell you right now, as far as DraftKings, where they opened, they opened a dollar forty and they're up to a dollar eighty. At some point
1: you have to wave the white flag and not just continue to pay the tax. Yeah, that's totally true, Patrick. And to me, if I'm going to pay th- these taxes, I got to have something like that really good betting system or a really good, like, you know, teams great against lefties facing lefty today. The opponent's bad against righties, they're facing a righty today. I'll never really lay these big juice or late steam in the division because, again, divisional dogs bark a little more. Uh, But you are seeing these favorites tend to really win and really get some uh, momentum going here, Patrick. But again, if you consistently lay the worst of the number, that is a dangerous proposition long-term. Okay,
4: Josh likes his socks. Everything's coming up Massachusetts and Boston here on the Lombardi line. McIlroy, his first bogey of the day was on 18, so he goes as the co-leader there, round one of the U.S. Open. Coming back, Mr. Samich, Mike Samich, professional handicapper, is going to join us to talk some NHL next here on the Lombardi line.
0: If you dare.
4: Okay, Santos, it's time to download Nevada's Premier Sports Betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted odd specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip. Bring that status sheet ID, and you're ready to bet within minutes. Whatever your sport, whatever your style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. you got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's one 800 522 4,700 Josh Applebaum in for Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi line. Josh, how far do you live away from Fenway?
1: Uh, so I live about 30 minutes if we have a good Uber driver who's willing to go a little fast, Patrick. That's typically how far it takes. You know,
4: yeah. there's a rumor you got like three stars as a passenger in Uber. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying it. You know what I'm saying? You get bad ratings. Uh, good ratings for our next guest, Mike Somich, <laughs> RacingDudes.com. Nobody better when it comes to the ponies, but professional handicapper joins us now. Would you like to get involved? There, there is a little bit of a Massachusetts theme today. Game six of the NBA Finals tonight, Somich, uh, tonight in Boston, U.S.O open currently Rory's one of your co-leaders in Boston you've got uh, first pitch coming up in about 15 minutes Oakland at the Red Sox Boston Uh, when I say Boston to you give me something what do you got Boston what
6: Oh, this one's easy, man. The Blues beating the Bruins in Game 7 in Boston. I was in the Vegas sportsbook for it, and as a monster Blues fan, that was a a lifetime of fandom culmination there, and there were probably about 45 Bruins fans in that sports book, and I was there with one other Blues fan, and we were going nuts.
1: Josh, would you like to retort as a Bruins fan? (laughs) That's like a dagger right in the heart. I'm dying for (laughs) Bergeron. One more more championship came up short. Pasternak, Tuca. Man, Mike, I thought we were boys. Come on, man. You're killing me. (laughs)
6: You guys share the wealth, man. You guys had a couple earlier, you know, just, just let's get one. That's all I wanted. Just let me get one.
4: Didn't we just hire Cassidy here in Vegas, by the way, Josh? did yeah. I hear that? Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, samich of course uh, nobody better professional handicapper joining us you can check him out racingdudes.com so mike you and i were texting about this last night so i was talking to Vinny maliulo the hall of fame bookmaker here at the south point so he saw a couple series prices get up to 210 $2, $2 on colorado they opened here at the south point two dollars on colorado they closed a okay? The bettors last night not only were betting Tampa in the series, but they were betting Tampa in game one. Updated series price. You've got the abs now laying 260 and coming back the other way with Tampa Bay plus 220. The game itself, we were texting how good, how fast, how downhill the abs were when they're up three to one. And then the lightning showed that kind of championship medal, and they came back to tie it up at 3-3.
6: Yeah, it was a pretty frustrating 48 seconds. I mean, you also, on the other end, had a massive save by Vasilevsky on Nachushkin to keep it at 3-1, or else we're 4-1, and and the the avalanche is really just kind of falling down on the lightning there. Uh, But those two big goals, I mean, Kucherov makes an amazing play. Then you just have a seeing-eye wrister that gets through, and it looked like the Lightning were really building some momentum. What I loved is how the avalanche came back in the third period. They kind of regained that first period dominance. They didn't dominate as much in the third as they did in the first, but they were still clearly the better team. And I thought that showed a lot of metal. Uh, um, from a team that's not been here before, to be able to rebound like that, have a solid third period, get the job done in overtime, I thought said a lot about this Colorado team.
1: Mike, I think you're totally right. And I want to give you a lot of credit. Again, a friend of Patrick is a friend of mine. You were on the show, what was it, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, something like that. And you were really bullish on the avalanche. So getting game one under your belt, series prices now moving in your favor. Some shops even as minus 275. For the ABS now to win the series, let's look ahead now to Game Two coming up here uh, for a couple days from now. Hasn't really moved off the number; it's about around minus one hundred and fifty for the Avalanche here. Once again, uh, obviously favorites have been great in the NHL postseason overall. They're about sixty-five percent. But you said you were kind of impressed by the ABS. Uh, you know, again having a big, a big lead three to one, blowing it, and then coming back and winning in overtime. How do you think this translates going into game two? We all know Tampa Bay. They're no longer perfect after a loss. They got up to 16-0 after a loss over the last four postseasons. They lost uh, a couple there to the Rangers to no longer have that continue. But they have been great after a loss. They're great as a dog. You know, do you, are there reasons to think after last night that, you know, it's a worthwhile look on the series price or on game two uh, to the uh, to the Lightning? Or is it, hey, the Abs are just the better team, and even these numbers are getting away from you, you're still on the Abs.
6: My money is still going to be on the abs. I was hand over fist at minus 190. I came back hand over fist at minus 165. I've got a bunch of minus 1.5 games for the series at plus 105 and some more at plus 130. Look, if you're a Lightning fan, I'm really worried about this first game. You got outshot badly, essentially almost 2-1. to one. When you look at expected goals uh, adjusted for flurry rate, you're looking at a 3.3 expected goals to 1.92 for the Lightning. And the way that the Lightning could beat Colorado in this series is being really effective with the man advantage, and they looked atrocious in their second and third power play. If you're not able to keep the puck out of your zone, when you do get the opportunity on the power play to score, you've got to do it, and they couldn't. And then finally, you have McCarr and McKinnon who are averaging three points a game coming into this series. Get one point, and you still couldn't get the win. Those, to me, are really troubling facts if you're back in the Lightning. Now, if I was interested in the Lightning at the series price, I would much rather bet Vasilevsky at plus 550 to win the the, the, uh, Conn Smythe because you're getting, if, if they win, the only way Tampa wins is yes. if Vasilevsky absolutely shuts them down, so get double the price. Uh, that, to me, makes much more sense.
4: Yeah, I t- totally agree, and it's a great angle. And By the way, I don't know how Samich is keeping up with all his bets. He's got so much liability on this series, he just keeps on doubling down, but he was right. Remember, Josh, when I texted him, I said, man, 190 heavy on uh, the abs, and he said he didn't think it was heavy enough. Y- you, you rewatched uh, the third period today, right? And You felt like the abs should have done more
6: yeah I, I thought that they were going to get a goal about midway through that third period you could see the defense really starting to amp up the pressure and one of the things i love about this Avs defense is not only do they carry the puck up but they continue to the net uh, if you watch the first goal which you know squeaks through Vasilevsky's, tipped in there um uh, what bynum does to get the puck in the zone and then get below the faceoff dot puts pressure on that avalanche defense it's why you're able to see landis scog drive to the net and get that easy tap in they continued to do that into the third period, and they, they just kept the pressure coming, and eventually I thought the Lightning would just wilt under it. They did a great job, and, and Vlasileski played out of his mind after the first period to be able to get this game to overtime.
1: Mike, you mentioned the Con Smythe, and, and really one thing that we're noticing here is it's a pick 'em pretty much. Uh, or, you know, two two guys are right at the top here, not a pick 'em price. They're both plus 150, but Kel McCarr and obviously Nathan McKinnon, you know, he went into it with McCarr being kind of the odds on favorite there uh, ahead of everyone else. McCarr, I think he was like plus 250, something like that. Now they're dead even, both plus 150. Next player up after that would be Kucherov plus 550, Vasilevsky plus 600, and then everyone else is, a, a, you know, 10 to 1 or, or, or higher than that. Between the two, if you're picking between McCarr and McKinnon, who are you going with? Do you think one of those two will win the Conn Smythe? And who do you lean with right now?
6: My money would be on McCarr. Um, He, When you go back to, to Tampa, we're going to have line matching, which means that you're going to have some tougher matchups for McKinnon. You don't see nearly as much line matching on the defensive side. McCarr also is just so dynamic, bringing the puck up the ice, gets all the, the, the first-time power play time. So a lot of the points will come in bunches for both of them, or they'll both get an assist, or one will assist a goal. But McCarr, when he is away from the McKinnon line, is still wildly dangerous on the ice. And I like the fact that you're going to now have most likely, I think this game, this series is going five. I think the abs in five is the way it go, which means you have two games left in both scenarios. And I think the third and fourth game will be a little tougher for McKinnon to score just because of the line matchups.
4: A friend texted me last night that doesn't watch hockey during the regular season, boys. And he just texted me abs. I can't use the second word. It starts with an F fast. The abs are, you know what I'm trying to And I'm like, yeah, where you been, bro? They're not only fast, but some, it's just defensively how they go defense to offense. They're just relentless.
6: Well, that's the key. A lot of times in the Stanley cup playoffs, you see teams have struggled to get out of their own zone and they try and pass it around the boards behind the net. They're trying to figure out how to get this thing moving. The abs can play in a phone booth with the puck yeah. in their own zone and then skate it right out. It's amazing to see these defensive players, and they don't even have Sam Girard on the ice, who is another dynamic defenseman like that. So they're they're missing one of their top defensemen in that sense, and they're still just so dynamic on the back and able to get the puck out of their own zone so easily that you don't see these flurry situations where they're stuck for a minute, minute and a half, two minutes in their own zone.
4: Are you going to play tonight? We've got Boston game six, three and a half, four on the board. A couple of more shops going to three and a half. And we've got a low total here, Samich, 209 and a half to 210. you got to play tonight, NBA finals game six?
6: Well, I got, I'm sweating my Boston series. I, I had Boston before the series at plus 130, so I got some sweat there. Pretty frustrated with that game four performance. They're up late, even with Curry doing everything he did. And, and they go two for 10 with two turnovers their last 14 possessions. I only have one bet for tonight in this game. I would lean Celtics here, but I've been on the Celtics the entire series, so they're not a surprise there. The second quarter, Boston is 4-1 and in the second quarter, 4-0-1 in the second quarter against the spread. They're laying one tonight in the second quarter before the game starts. I like that as a bet. When you look at the Warriors' rotation, Curry plays the majority of the first, first quarter, and when he's not on the floor, I think Boston has a massive edge with what they can do uh, with their secondary lineup. So I'm going to play a Celtics minus one second quarter tonight.
4: What you heard there, Josh, is a prideful sports better. And he said, I'm all in. I'm pot committed. I'm just going to keep doubling down. He is the biggest ABS and Celtic fan we know. That is Mike Samich, racingdudes.com. Thank you, Samich. Appreciate you. Talk to you next time.
6: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Okay. See you soon.
4: There there he is, a man after Josh Applebaum's heart with the Celtics. Although, again, we're seen a tick down to three and a half. And I you know even just the visuals of the 209 and a half i think we'll see it gobbled back up to that 210 but it is
1: interesting bet mgm ticked both two three and a half and 209 and a half josh i think it's really interesting patrick little movement again do we see it tick up i'm waiting on maybe some over buyback and then also do all these fours get down to three and a half if you're a your fan like me that's not a good thing it's not a good thing you didn't like samich's uh boston memory did you he won me back a little bit that he had the Celts on the series, you know, pre-flop price. But again, don't mention 2019 to me. That's the one that always will, I'll hate that one. <laughs>
4: the Lombardi Line as we welcome you back here on a Thursday. It's Massachusetts Day on the show presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the Vison Studios here at the South Point. Josh Chillin in Massachusetts in for Michael Lombardi today. Josh, let's run the baseball board. We've got nine on the diamond today. You mentioned it, maybe a little buyback coming in on Oakland and Blackburn is their best pitcher, although they're a disaster. I mean, you take a look; it really is. There's a disparity and there's an issue as far as competition in Major League Baseball right now. Now, you've got teams like Oakland that waved the white flag with all those trades before the season started. You've got, like I mentioned, Chicago, who's been a disaster and Musgrove and San Diego laying $2 there tonight. You've got a team on the road, Philly and Wheeler, and I know Philly's been playing better since the managerial change, but uh, they're laying, you know, two, 210 two twenty two 222 at a shop uh, against Corbin and Washington the Nats tonight, so it's ugly the board itself, but I wanted to focus in on the Brewers-Mets, uh, and that's that game right now let me get you the number here it's going to be Aaron Ashby and McGill that number open McGill and the Mets 130 actually a little love uh, Milwaukee's way bet down to 127 a couple shops you know it's all different all over the place $1.39 at another shop but this one's very interesting this is the rubber match the final matchup of the three game series they split the first two of course you've got the Brewers who are a game and a half back in the NA- NL Central behind St. Louis it's a two race uh, division of course and then and you've got the Mets, who all of a sudden are just four up on the Braves, Josh. They were up 10-plus a week or two weeks ago, and all of a sudden, the Braves, with this win streak, have cut into that NL East lead with the Mets. The Brewers did pummel the Mets last night, 10-2. to Yelich's bat is starting to wake up, and that's where I come to as far as the totals is concerned. You see the total of eight, Josh, and I understand, overall, this has been an anemic Brewers offense, but they're starting to come to life a little bit, right? They pounded out 10 runs last night. They have cash to the over in five of their last seven games and you know it's interesting with McGill who uh, was spent 12 days on the IL and his first stint back just three and a third where he gave up two earned but the start before he went on the IL uh, about as bad as it gets inning and a third he gave up eight earned against the Nats and so you don't expect them to get length today against uh, the Brewers, of course. And last night, the Mets bullpen through five innings. So I think you're going to have a taxed bullpen here with the Mets. And the Brewers and uh, Ashby, uh, 10 earned over his last two starts. The Mets, who are a team that is you know leading the league and leading the majors, 263 batting average. It's a little bit better at home even, and that's where obviously they are. They make you pay. Second highest scoring team in baseball, I kind of like this
1: eight here. I'm going to go over the eight with the Brewers and Mets, Josh. So I think you're onto something here, Patrick. I lean over with you in this one. I also say I'm intrigued a little bit by the the Brewers at a plus money payout here. This is kind of one of the few dogs today where, you know, if you look at pretty much every line, it's just the favorites getting shot up big. Uh, Should I say bigly here, Patrick? Big line movements, all these favorites. Um, But this is kind of one where we have a bit of a line freeze here. And, you know, if you go back to yesterday's game, that was a good spot to back Milwaukee because if you looked at kind of the bet split for that, number one, you're getting Corbin Burns, the Cy Young Award winner from last year at a really low, like minus 125, minus 130. 30, but I think that's a test case of how to use some of these vson.com splits that we give you to your advantage because that was a really good fade the trendy dog yesterday. Milwaukee who has been playing really bad. They're off to a great start. They've been struggling a ton here. Meanwhile, the Mets, they know the, the Braves are chasing them here, but they still have one of the best records in baseball. But to the point of, of, of yesterday's game, Milwaukee opened like minus 115, got up to like minus 125, minus 130. They're only getting about 40% of bets, but almost 70% of money. So when we're talking about how to use the, this information to your advantage, yesterday was a perfect test case of low bets, higher dollars, reverse line move Milwaukee. They win 10-2 to here. So one thing that I'll look at for today, Patrick and you're totally right that total open seven and a half at some shops it's up to eight i always like it when it moves in a direction and still gets juiced up in favor of the movement so seven and a half up to eight you'd think eight's now juiced up under because they just adjusted a half run up not the case it's eight still over minus 115 always keep an eye on the weather it's gonna be 70 degrees in new york city patrick it winds blowing out like 15 miles an hour i think the wind is a big part of it i'll lean under with you and i think with milwaukee I'd lean toward maybe a dog play here. One thing I noticed: Milwaukee against right-handed uh, right-handed pitchers, they're twenty-five and sixteen. They've done very well against righties, and as you mentioned, Migos you know, kind of struggled here recently. The Mets are twenty-nine and thirteen against righties. Great record. But only 12 and 10 against lefties. You know, they've been uh, slightly above 500, but they've been far better bats wise against righties than lefties. I would look toward Milwaukee as a plus money play today.
4: Yeah. And I do like the over the Mets, 33, 27 and four. That's your third best over team in baseball. The Brewers, while the offense has been trifling, they are 31, 30 and three to the over this year. So I will play that Brewers Mets over. They played seven and a
1: half, but I'd still play it up to eight. Uh, Josh, is there a bo- uh, game on the board you're taking a look at? Yeah, we got a few more here, Patrick, so maybe we can get them all. There's only nine overall. We've hit on a few already, but I'll go to the next one that's coming up after the Red Sox game, the San Diego Padres. So if you like the Red Sox, you probably like the Padres here, Patrick. Uh, they've won both games in this series thus far. Yesterday was a really weird situation where the sharp move was actually toward the Cubbies, but the Padres were in a really good value spot It's like a plus 120 dog. Number one, I really want to back here, Musgrove. Musgrove has been fantastic, Patrick. Uh, He's been awesome. If you look at kind of some of his numbers here, he's got a 1.5 ERA. He's been great. I think he's, what, 7-0 so far this year. So Musgrove is going up against Swarmer, who's got an ERA of around 5. And really, you know, nonstop. So interesting, some movement, you know, minus 170. This line was a little bit higher. It got up to, at 1.5 like close to like minus 200. It's been kind of going back and forth. But to me, this is kind of a, maybe not the sharpest play in the world, but a really good value play. I'll lay it with San Diego here. This would match that road favorite, 63%. Non-division road favorite, 67% this year. You also get San Diego, the four and two head to head against the Cubbies. And then righty lefty splits. We got two righties on the bump. Patrick San Diego twenty four and eighteen against righties. Cubbies just fifteen and twenty eight against righties. Also home road. This has been kind of a, a big uh, big edge here, especially in this series. The Cubbies are just eleven and twenty three at home. On the road, the Padres are twenty three and eleven. So you're giving me all those numbers of you know uh, one team's way better against righties. One team's bad. One team's bad at home. One team's great on the road. I'll take San Diego here, and, and hopefully Musgrove can uh, can get get us a winner. I'll lay the number around minus one seventy.
4: I had to laugh because you get yelled at when you use the term steam on the show and which is wild but anyway um <laughs> you always get pummeled when you use the term steam yesterday steam misled you very much in Chicago right on the north side because Chicago opened a dollar 15 favorite they got bet up to like it closed close to a dollar 40 And they got pummeled 19-5, to if you're here for it. And the Cubs, I mean, it's it's another team that you can add to the mix, right? Josh of Oakland and Baltimore and even Detroit, who's underperformed wildly this year. But they've lost nine straight, including getting pummeled 19-5 to last night. And the Padres, you know, Musgrove's been dominant. Uh, One run over his last four starts. He's been awesome. He's pitching to a 1-5 ERA. He's been very, very good. Now, his expected... Uh, Earned
1: run average is a little bit higher, so maybe a little misleading for Musgrove, but he's been great. He really has, and Patrick, you're going to actually be pretty proud of me here because Michael Lombardi, who you know gives me a hard time sometimes about steam, you know, I'm picking my spots now a little bit. You'll be very proud to know that I identified the move on the Cubs yesterday, but I did not take the Cubs. I took a value play there with the Padres, so steam, nice. I love steam, the king of steam here, Patrick, but sometimes... Every now and again, you take a value play and say, hey, I know the line's going against me, but it's value with a good team getting plus money. So Michael Lombardi, wherever he is in Key West, I think he's proud of me. I went against this team with a value play with the dog <laughs> The there. big guy's hanging out with Hemingway down in Oh <laughs> Key yeah. he's West. He's tuning in. We, I hope we're making him proud,
4: Patrick. You know, I, I would, and all kidding aside, I, there, there is merit to steam in which way the number's move, in. That's part of the reason we have the betting splits over at vsun.com. I would say for new bettors, a way to track steam is where it's very evident and it pops is the sport of baseball. Josh, that is one thing where you can really see it. Like we're talking about here, a dollar 55 up to a dollar 85 with your Boston Red Sox. You know, you just, a lot of these moves easily trackable because there's such a chasm from some of these overnight lines to where the game ends up closing
1: easy to track as far as steam's concerned in major league baseball. I think you're totally right, Patrick. And again, steam can be just a big, a sudden change of line movement across the marketplace. The whole market is moving in a short amount of time but also I dis- differentiate steam a lot of times from spread sports and money line sports. Like, you know, to your point, hockey, baseball, steam is very easy to, to, uh, you know, to, to identify. Does it always win? Absolutely not. But you know, 10 cents or more, that's big steam, 20 cents, all those things. When it comes to spread sports, I think you don't see as big of moves, like, you know, a, a favorite going from like minus three to minus three and a half or you see like a half point. Uh, but then you got to look at, is there buyback? Where's the juice leaning? I just think when you're trying to identify sharp money, it's one of three things for me. It's a steam move, a reverse line move, or a line freeze. But when it comes to you know money lines and an easy 10-cent uh, you know, adjustment there, much easier to spot than the NFL where spreads. It's, we're not. Here's the thing. Steam and baseball hockey, we just care who's going to win the game. Spread's different because obviously you're worrying about more of who's going to cover than just who's going to win. Wow, look at the jump in, in the
4: Bronx there with Severino and the Yankees hosting the Rays. Josh, that's been bet up to <laughs> 250 at a couple of shops off a of close you know, 170-ish opener.
1: Yeah, and I was looking to back the Yankees, but I got my rule, Patrick. I don't want to play these minus 200s or more in MLB. And uh, again, so, uh, yeah, I'm not going to play this one. I mean, if you want to go run line minus one half, I get it. This is a perfect one to me where, hey, steam is hitting the Yankees. That would be the side that I look toward. But the number's gotten way far away from you, and the Rays are a divisional dog You know, in this spot here. So I'm going to just bypass this game entirely. Yeah, let's throw that board
4: up quickly as we go to break, and we'll come back with some... NBA props tonight, side and total from Josh as well. If you're laying that price 245, you gotta win a lot of baseball games. And also, look at see that run line. You're even laying a price of 115. When we come back, NBA props for Game Six and side and total pick from Mr. Applebaum. We continue here on the Lombardi Line. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward Points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets, risk-free tokens. If you're planning to trip here to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Reward Points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Reward Points is betting's premier loyalty program so it's a credit card so every time you make a bet you get points it's awesome Uh, it's the best it's the best program out there eligibility restrictions do apply visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions got to be 21 years or older 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue sorry I was tripping over my words a little bit because Phil is teeing off there at the U.S. Open he's got that five o'clock stubble he's got the shades on he's looking good as we continue with the U.S. Open round one, McElroy bogeys 18, his one bogey of the day, Josh. He's tied for the lead with, I can't read, I'm supposed to wear glasses, but I just don't. Taryn, the kid from England, and Lingmith, the kid from Sweden, who are both right around 500th in the world, sitting atop the leaderboard after 18 at the U.S. Open, which
1: is pretty impressive. No, wouldn't you say? Oh, definitely impressive, Patrick. And golf, what we, we love about golf is, you know, every time you see one of these tournaments or, you know, big championships, there's always a couple names at the top that you have never heard of. I mean, I've never heard of a lot of these guys, you know, I know the big name guys, but I was I wanted to ask Vinny this. We didn't have a, a chance to ask him, but, you know, with like um, Rich Strike, Patrick, you know, with the uh, with that, uh, that winner there in the horse <laughs> yes, race, yes. 80 to 1. Yes. Now you're seeing like these guys, you know, 600 to 1. I'm wondering if like Rich Strike got a lot of better saying, hey, I'll put 10 bucks on these long shots here. Now, do we always see the guys who are, you know, out of nowhere, leaderboard after round one, win the whole thing? Not really. But I'm wondering if kind of that long shot mentality from Rich Strike and Patrick, maybe you can speak to this when you hang out at the horse track, Do you have people that just say, hey, give me the biggest long shot. Let me see if I can win big. Have you ever been to the track, Josh? Saratoga. That's the only one oh, I've been that's to. About I did drive by Del Mar, gets though. By,
4: yeah. Del Mar. When you when you and Elise went to San Diego, you drove by Del Mar? Right by the... Did, yeah. Where the surf meets the turf. Bing Crosby opened Del Mar back in the day. You know, the famous Bing Crosby, the entertainer. He opened it because he wanted a place to go hang with his boys and bet on the ponies. So he opened one of the great tracks in the world, which is pretty cool. And Saratoga is just an absolute gem up there in Saratoga, New York. A couple things. One, we do have a Massachusetts theme here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Of course, the Country Club, which is where the U.S. Open is being played. Played. We've got Game Six of the NBA Finals in Boston tonight, and I was thinking another thing that we should be thank- and grateful for when it comes to Massachusetts. DraftKings, aren't they head- <laughs> aren't they headquartered right
1: by you there in Massachusetts? They are, Patrick, and yeah, I had my DraftKings debut for March Madness. Went went down to hang out there, and uh, they got a pretty good setup there. I'm not gonna lie, they're a bunch of pizzas, and you know, we give me pizza and betting, you know, uh, Patrick, that's about as good as it gets for me. So yeah, DK, we're just waiting and waiting, and, and again, I was going to be an update. Pretty soon, I won't be able to complain about this anymore. Hopefully, knock on wood. But legalized betting in Massachusetts, Patrick, you're hearing on the ground. The Senate and the House both have their own bill. They're trying to reconcile the bill. The Senate doesn't want, doesn't want to allow uh, betting on college sports, which is completely idiotic and will not you know have a robust market at all. This, the House, I think, wants to allow you know, betting with credit cards. I'm against that because people can get in a lot of danger there. But they have until July 31st to figure out a bill to come to an agreement. You're hearing and again, this is Lucy in the football. I've been doing this for four years, getting excited, then them screwing up and not getting it passed. Maybe this is finally it. DraftKings, people in mass. Wouldn't that be a great, uh, great story for Massachusetts? Josh, do you think I look like Mike Pritchett? Because you have now called me Pritch like 12 times. I know, Pat. See, it's just, it's, it's, just, I don't know
5: what it is, I mean, is, I mean,
4: like, I love being compared to Pritch. She was sitting over here the other day. I'm like, dude, dude's in better shape than anybody I've ever met. Although we've never been mistaken for one another, I would say that.
1: Fair. Well, it's muscle memory. And again, take it as a compliment. You're my two favorite guys at Vison, So again, it'll slip here and there. What can you do?
4: Kevin Santos and John Goulet just got completely disrespected with one fell swoop <laughs> from you saying you basically hate them. Okay. Before- well, I love everyone. You know that. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. All right, Josh. Big day. You got to win to stay alive. That's the Boston Celtics. Again, this is an interesting number because it essentially painted four across the board when we walked in. Then Ewing over at MGM sends out a blast saying, okay, we've cut. Come down to three and a half with the Celtics lane and we've tipped down to two oh nine and a half as far as the total. Our official number here is the other one. It's four and two ten.
1: Yeah, and if you're reading the tea leaves here, Patrick, again, we opened Celtics minus three and a half at a lot of shops. You did see an immediate move up to minus four. You know, with that line move, you match a lot of these good systems. Fave with a move, 63% ATS overall. Favorites in general, 58% ATS. But you are seeing some of these fours fall to three and a half. So I think, and again, Vinny made the great point here of this back and forth the bookmakers have to deal with. You know, a lot of people betting Celtics trying to find the three and a half Celtics, and then people betting Warriors trying to find the four. So I think depending on who you like. Does this thing get to four and a half? I don't think so, Patrick. If anything, it closes back at three and a half. I agree. So if you do like Golden State, the four is probably going to be your best number test case to me i do this with every game especially these big games is you know what's going to happen between now and tip off you're starting to see these fours fall to three and a half maybe we do close at three and a half again there hasn't been a lot of uh, further movement on boston at this point with all that with all that being said though patrick i'm going to stick with my money line here with the with the celtics these straight up favorites are again like 60 what is it 68 percent overall boston alpha loss no longer perfect but still 64 uh, percent overall you know, do or die match, uh, you know, game tonight here, Patrick, I'm going to, I'm going to take the money line here with Boston. Okay. A couple things.
4: One, I see that JVT over at VEASAN.com dropped his NBA game six preview, which is must read. So get over VEASAN.com slash preview, excuse me, VEASAN.com right now to check out JVT's numbers. Also point spread weekly dropped yesterday. If you're into betting golf, this to me is our best. And we've done 250 plus, Uh, of these. This is the best when it comes to comprehensively helping you understand betting golf, so make sure you check out Point Spread Weekly, which is available over at VEASAN.com. I got a prop for you tonight, Josh. This is just for you as well. You're welcome. Marcus Smart, (laughs) over 16.5 points. He's gone over this total in three straight. Elimination game against Miami, he dropped 24 on the heat. He's shooting a little over 40% from three. I like this number on Smart. I like 15.5 even better which is what i think i'm looking at my eyes are bad thank you santos bet mgm has got him sitting 15 and a half i love that so let's go
1: over the 15 and a half with your boy smart i like it patrick yeah it's smart it's not smart it's Marcus smart just make sure you get it right but i'm with you and again if you listen to a lot of these celtics marcus smart is the heart and soul of this team they go as he goes obviously tatum's your best player brown as well but smart's really kind of the core of this team and you know back against the wall this is the game to me where smart really shows up and you know plays his best game. So I'll tail that with you, Patrick. A couple I'll just throw at you. You know we were talking turnovers here from Jason Tatum, who is I don't know if he's set the record or he's probably on pace to set the record most turnovers. You know surpassing LeBron here in the finals in the playoffs overall. But I'm going to look toward obviously um, you know Tatum with the with the uh, turnovers. It's three and a half though, but it's three and a half under minus one fifteen. Why isn't it juiced up over? So I'm going to bypass that. Maybe Tatum is going to take care of the ball a little bit better. If you're taking turnovers over, I'll look at Jalen Brown, over two and a half at minus 120. It's one turnover less, so two and a half instead of three and a half, and it's juiced up minus 120 over, uh, whereas you have, look at that Tatum prop, it's juiced up under. Brown had, is averaging three turnovers turnovers a game. He had five in the last game. So can he get you three? I'd look toward that. Uh, also, the, uh, the Time Lord, Robert Williams, I was seeing this Sham Sharania uh, tweet where he said the Time Lord is 100% healthy. So I guess his knee is feeling good and he has no minutes restrictions. I'd be looking toward his over rebounds and points, Patrick. Don't do assists because he doesn't really uh, get too many assists here. But it's 16.5 points and rebounds. He's got an 18, 19, and 18. His last three games, and his knee, his knee is feeling good. He'll have a lot of minutes here. And then, lastly, Wiggins. Wiggins rebounds and points over 26 and a half. He's leading the team in, in minutes these last few games, averaging 38 minutes a game. He averaged uh, he had 43 minutes, 43 minutes, 40 minutes. He's playing a lot. He scored 26 points with 13 rebounds. It's a 39 total his last game, 17 and 16, a 33 the game before. I look toward Wiggins over 26 and a half rebounds and points.
4: Josh, no disrespect, but the good thing about the Celtics and turnovers, there's plenty to go around. And you mentioned that you're gonna pass on Tatum's three and a half. I'm actually gonna bet the over on Tatum's three and a half turnovers. He had what in game four, I believe it was, in game five, but he had six in game four. He's turned it over at least four times in nine of the last 14 games. He's a turnover machine. It's fascinating. 27 points, 10 boards, four assists, and and it didn't make an, it didn't make a sound right in game 5 it's almost like that those were empty calories and the turnovers were there again for Tatum he's been careless and sloppy with the ball i'll go over so hey maybe both you and i will cash our over turnovers with brown and tatum which would point to potentially the warriors cutting down the nets if they did it in the pros you got
1: to you got to take on the total at 210 So I'll lean under here, Patrick, just because these unders have been doing so well, but I am kind of a little bit worried. You are starting to see this buyback here toward the over. And again, we've had these adjusted totals where... You were 214, 213. Now you're down to 210. I think that's because, obviously, the pace of play, the late series under. But have we over adjusted? When that 209 and a half hit, Patrick, it immediately went back up. So maybe that was the low water mark with a total. It's
4: Massachusetts Day, Josh. Enjoy it. It's going to be a big weekend for you up in New England. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. I, I appreciate I'll see you Sunday, Patrick. We got another one together on Sunday. Can't wait. Can't wait, Josh. Betting Across America, you're coming up in a couple of, what, about an hour as well. We'll see you tomorrow here on the Lombardi Line.